Who doesn't love Texas? From the Alamo to some of the country's best barbecue joints, there are so many great things to do in Texas. But what makes Texas really terrific are the people. I mean, some of the nicest folks in the country come from Texas and they live in Texas. And some of my biggest fans are in Houston, where there you can hear the show on KPRC 950 AM. But it wasn't only Houston. It also affected our listeners in Corpus Christi, who hear us on KKTX 1360 AM. And in Austin, you can hear us on 590 AM and 99.7 FM. But it wasn't just those communities that were affected by Hurricane Harvey. Our listeners in Beaumont and Port Arthur were too, where they hear the show on KLVI 560 AM. So many people, so many families affected. My heart dropped and I actually cried when I saw the news of the weekend of August 26th. The National Hurricane Center literally just now officially changed the pressure for Hurricane Harvey. The storm's wind strength gets higher and stronger. The lower the pressure, the more intense the hurricane. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. We just got word, it's, it's a category four hurricane. It's a category four hurricane. A lot of cars try to get down this street. Some of them will not make it. The problem is we're heading into uncharted territory. Right outside of Houston, catastrophic flooding going on. There was a truck that had people on the back of it. They were in trouble. People there, they don't have any food, any water, and they're starting to get flooded. And it didn't get better. Things actually got worse and worse and worse. Winds are gusting to 120, 110. I've got roof failures. I've got wall felling. Hang on, guys. This thing is like, I don't know, a couple hundred thousand volts. Unbelievable. Wow, 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 wow. If you leave your home from safety, you're only going to be in more trouble. Um, another rough just went by me. Oh, my gosh. Look at this, guys. 100, 125 mile an hour wind, 100 plus. You guys heard, like, I got buildings, I got roofs coming off, I got buildings smashing. The aftermath was destroyed. Our town is destroyed. And, uh, it hurts. There's this sense of sadness that they have left behind, some of them, homes that they fear will not be there when they get back. Both the FEMA administrator, the governor, and the president deciding to come here first. We actually live in an RV, so we unfortunately had to leave it. And so we're pretty worried that we won't have a home to go back to. Hurricane Harvey is the worst natural disaster ever in American history. The storm has dumped nearly a trillion gallons of water on the Houston region and claimed the lives of at least 30 people so far. The government and aid agencies across the country are on the ground, providing help to those who need it the most. But even before the rain stopped falling, another group of people had already mobilized. It seems to happen after every disaster. Charity scammers begin to take advantage of public goodwill, and then they steal billions of dollars from the people who just want to help. Charity scams are nothing new. Some of the first charity frauds took place in the United States more than 100 years ago. What's different now is how these thieves gain instant access to your home through social media, various websites, and overall just the internet. I'm America's digital pro, Kim Commando, and in this special Commando On Demand podcast, we're going to talk about how you can protect yourself and your loved ones from falling victim to these criminal gangs. You may think you know how to protect yourself, but I'll tell you, these scammers are getting more sinister day by day. And these are the type of topics that I just love to explore in our Commando On Demand podcast, which if you're not already getting each and every one delivered to your phone, your computer, your tablet automatically, you really should. 
on Apple iTunes. Just subscribe or on Google Play, hit subscribe, and you'll automatically get my podcast delivered to your favorite Android device. Chem Commando is brought to you in part by HelloFresh. Delicious meals at home in under 30 minutes. Start today at HelloFresh.com slash Kim. In April of 1918, the New York Times published a story about the secretary for a local charity who had misused donations for his own personal gain. Today, the ability to manipulate the public's compassion has become far more dangerous. Just as Hurricane Harvey made landfall, the scam started on social media. In what seemed like just a few hours, a scam appeared on Facebook targeting victims of the hurricane. The scam post read, the National Guard is being deployed to our Texas area. If you find yourself in a state of emergency, call this 800 number. Please copy, paste, or share, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. The problem is the number does not belong to the National Guard. It was actually an insurance group. And as you know, if you're in danger, you need to call 911. And imagine knowing someone in the path of the storm. You'd be more willing to reach out and lend them a hand, of course. Unfortunately, scammers try and take advantage of the goodness of people by setting up fake Facebook pages and bogus GoFundMe accounts trying to reel in victims. They typically use actual disaster photos from the storm to make them look official. And then you'll see emotional pleas from hurricane victims that are just not true. So don't fall for them. The cyber criminals will also clone Facebook user accounts to ask friends for money. And if you see this from one of your friends, never click a link through Facebook or social media to send the money. Take the time to personally call them to verify that it's actually them. Yes, that's right. In this high-tech world, we need you to make a phone call. And then you're most likely to see phishing scams, claiming to be from pet shelters, a church, or another organization trying to raise money for Hurricane Harvey victims. And like farming scams are also making the rounds on Facebook. These include photoshopped images trying to lure you in to like them or share them or just comment on them. Like farming is just what it sounds like. Scammers post a story on Facebook for the purpose of cultivating likes and shares. And based on the way that Facebook works, the more likes and shares a post has, the more likely it is to show up in people's news feeds. This gives the scammer more viewers for posts that trick people out of information or send them to malicious downloads. The story they originally post normally has nothing dangerous about it. Only after the post gets a certain number of likes and a certain number of shares does the scammer edit it and then add something malicious. So what's the best way to protect yourself? Well, of course, you want to donate through reputable charity websites. But how can you know if a charity is reputable or not? Even the Department of Homeland Security has issued a severe warning relating to emails about Hurricane Harvey. The alert cautions you to double-check the subject line, any hyperlinks, and don't click any attachments, even if it appears to come from a trusted source, including your friends and family. And there are millions of registered charities across the United States. And unfortunately, not all of them are trustworthy. And there's a new player in the online charity world, crowdfunding websites. As I mentioned, you have sites like GoFundMe that allow individuals to set up a page and request donations from the public. We actually call it crowd thieving in some cases. That's Daniel Borkov. He's the president of Charity Watch. For the last 30 years, he's been diligently investigating charities to separate the good from the bad. 
people we really encourage people not to participate in these crowdfunding campaigns unless they unless they know the people involved and know their condition because certainly we do have limited charitable resources in this country and what we want to as much as possible fairly allocate the funds and probably the most needy victims aren't in a position to be out there promoting and advertising themselves uh, on these uh, crowdfunding sites or in social media you know i get that but think about this for a second doesn't it make more sense because you know your money may be spent more wisely to donate to an individual directly instead of, say, a top-heavy charity? People need to appreciate what the added value that that well-run nonprofit organizations offer, and that is by having caseworkers that can screen the victims and find out what they need. Over on commando.com, it seems like every single day we uncover some scam or bad thing that's happening online. So tell us some examples of dishonest crowdfunding campaigns. One thing that I remember that I thought was pretty hideous, somebody had actually grabbed a photo off of an obit and, and claimed that it was her brother that needed aid. And it turns out the picture was the son of a prominent doctor, I believe, in Seattle. And so they were just said that she's looking for help to help her uh, paraplegic brother. And, uh, you know, that person in the picture had already died. Now, certainly there's a backstory to this, Daniel. Why did you start doing this kind of work? I always felt that I wanted to do something for the good of the world. And if I can help people better allocate their charitable dollars, there's going to be a lot of lot of great results from that. I do have a background in finance and investments. And so I wanted to give some of that thinking that you do when you make an investment decision, that you could also make some of those some of that kind of analysis involved in making a charitable giving decision. If you had to guess, how many bad charities are out there? Generally, from having done this for 30 years, uh, you know, most groups are operating reasonably, though you do have your bad apples. And the ones, unfortunately, the ones that do the most soliciting are the ones that raise the most money, and they may not be the, you know, the ideal groups to give to. I think I know. But who is most at risk of falling victim to one of these scams? A big problem is with the elderly, you know, well-intentioned elderly. And we hear a lot from the adult children of the elderly, you know, where their parent has given to all these real highly questionable groups. People, a lot of people get emotional and, you know, are really good, good, caring people. Yes, it's true. As if this story couldn't get any worse. Coming up, more often than not, it's the elderly who fall victim to these kind of scam artists. Brought to you in part by our friends at Dreamstime, the world's largest stock photo and video community. The right image anywhere, anytime. Download the most relevant and current images and videos today for only 20 cents each or for free. Visit dreamstime.com. That's D-R-E-A-M-S-T-I-M-E.com today. Billions of dollars are stolen from some of the most vulnerable people in our society each year. And one of those victims was a woman named Jessica. Jessica Luke was 80 years old and was living quiet life in England when something terrible started happening to her. It came in the guise of something fantastic. A letter in the mail announced that she had won a major cash prize. 
All she needed to do was send a small amount of money to the lottery, and then she would receive her reward. Once these people have fallen for a scam, be it any scam, be it um, a charity scam, a lottery scam, they then collect these names and they pass them on to other criminals and they call these lists fuckers lists. That's Jessica's daughter, Marilyn Baldwin. Over the next five years, she watched her mom descend into a nightmare of exploitation. But Jessica never met the people taking advantage of her. It was all happening through the mail and over the phone. So she started to get more fake lotteries. Clairvoyants were writing to her, telling her that the family were against her, that she had to ignore all doubters. She'd got scammers pretending to be bankers, solicitors, a whole host of fictional characters that actually got into her mind and turned her against the family. So just how many letters and phone calls are we talking about, Marilyn? Literally over that five-year period, it was a nightmare. She received around 30,000 letters through her door and um, telephone calls day and night, and nobody would help. And that, because of the of the recognition of this strong psychology and, and the lack of help, that's why I started to think Jessica, started to think Jessica Charity. After Jessica passed away in 2007, Marilyn was determined to prevent anyone else from being preyed upon. Think Jessica works to educate the elderly and their families about the dangers of fake lotteries and charities in the mail and online. Really, we lost a mother and daughter relationship to some extent because she she was defending these criminals or all these bankers and solicitors and clairvoyants who she she thought were really real and uh, turning against the family. So why do you think your mother became so obsessed with the scam artist, Marilyn? She wasn't interested in material things. She was. She just wanted to be comfortable, and she loved helping other people. She started planning what she was going to do with it. She was going to buy homeless people a house. Um, she wanted them to have a garden for the dogs. She was going to help children's charity. She was going to help animals. She was going to set up the grandchildren. She never once mentioned anything that she was going to buy for herself. And now with Hurricane Harvey, what about all of the charities out there? It's vital that we start talking about scams, not just the, the hurricane charity scams, because that could be the start of manipulation by organized criminal gangs worldwide. In the end, what effect do you think those scam artists really had on your mother? I think the money is one thing, but the effect that these criminals have on their victims is something totally different. We always talk in terms of, poor little lady, she's lost $100,000 or whatever, but it's the real price that these victims have to pay is that they've had deterioration of family mem- with their family members, so of relationships, they get um, mental health problems, and physically they become unwell. I'm sure it's hard for you to think back on all this, Marilyn, but thank you so much for sharing your story. And hopefully we've prevented other people from falling victim to similar scams. It's been a pleasure talking to you and thank you for taking the time. The problem is that Marilyn's story is incredibly tragic, but it's not unique. Right now, people are falling for the same lies that cost Marilyn's mother as much as $65,000. As dangerous as these scam artists are, It's comforting to know that protecting ourselves and our families isn't all that difficult. The first step is to avoid any emails or phone calls asking for donations to charities or any promises of cash prizes. Donations should only be made through the websites of reputable charities directly and then only using a credit card. Never send cash. 
and be especially cautious of anyone using tragedy to ask you for money. Once you've made sure that you're not donating money to a scam website or charity, you should go directly to a trustworthy charity to donate your money. Daniel, how important is it to send the money to Hurricane Harvey victims right away? This is going to go on for months, if not years, the needs of these people. And there's all kinds of needs outside of the immediate response, which the Red Cross is great at, but that's not really their forte, these longer term needs. So, but also be there to help longer term with the, the needs that it will will be arising, some that we aren't even aware of yet. Anything else, Daniel, you'd like to share? You've heard of buyer beware. I call it donor beware in that let you know let your emotions uh, help you know mo- you mo- to motivate give but also use your head to make sure it's a smart giving decision so you make the most of your charitable giving uh i mean americans give two percent of their income each year and this has been true for decades so the two percent that we do give we want to be able to accomplish as much as we can with it of course that's always great advice hey thanks for joining us okay great thanks take care Now, Daniel and his team at Charity Watch have compiled a list of the best places to give Hurricane Harvey donations. The A-plus rated charities on that list include Catholic Relief Services, United Methodist Committee on Relief, and PetSmart Charities. You can find a link to the full list over on my website. That's commando.com. And if you like this podcast, do me a favor and head over to iTunes or Google Play. And please, please, please give us a five-star rating and a terrific review because this helps more people find our podcasts. And before we go, special thanks goes out to Danny Rendo. Danny helped us pull this podcast together really, really quickly. And to our guests, Daniel Borkoff and Jessica Luke. Kim Commando is brought to you in part by Simply Safe. Thanks to Simply Safe, protecting your family is simple. Get 10% off at simplysafekim.com. That's simplysafekim.com. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.